0: A Story Without a Title by Anton Chekhov, Part 2. Dozens of years passed by, and every day was like every other day. Every night was like every other night, except the birds and the wild beasts. Not one soul appeared near the monastery. The nearest human habitation was far away and to reach it from the monastery or to reach the monastery from it meant a journey of over 70 miles across the desert. Only men who despised life, who had renounced it and who came to the monastery as to the grave ventured to cross the desert what was the amazement of the monks therefore when one night there knocked at their gate a man who turned out to be from the town and The most ordinary sinner who loved life. Before saying his prayers and asking for the Father's Superior's blessing, this man asked for wine and food. To the question how he had come from the town into the desert, he answered. By a long story of hunting, he had gone out hunting, had drunk too much, and lost his way. To the suggestion that he should enter the monastery and save his soul, he replied with a smile, I am not a fit companion for you. When he had eaten and drunk, he looked at the monks who were serving him, shook his head reproachfully and said, You don't do anything, you monks. You are good for nothing but eating and drink. Is that the way to save one's soul? Only think... While you sit here in peace, eat and drink and dream of Beautitude, your neighbors are perishing and going to hell. You should see what is going on in the town. Some are dying of hunger, others not knowing what to do with their gold Sink into profligacy and perish like flies stuck in honey. There is no faith, no truth in man. Whose task is it to save them? Whose work is it to preach to them? It is not for me, drunk from morning till night as I am. Can a meek spirit, a loving heart, and faith in God have been given you for you to sit here within four walls doing nothing? The townsman's drunker words were insolent and unseemly, but they had a strange effect upon the father superior. The old man exchanged glances with his monks, turned pale and said, My brothers, he speaks the truth. You know, indeed, poor people in their weakness and lack of understanding are perishing in vice and infidelity. While we do not move, as though it did not concern us, why should I not go and remind them of the Christ whom they have forgotten? The townsman's words had carried the old man away. The next day he took his staff said farewell to the brotherhood and set off for the town. And the monks were left without music and without his speeches and verses. They spent a month drearily, then a second, but the old man did not come back, at last after three months had passed, the familiar tap of his staff was heard. The monks flew to meet him and showered questions upon him, but instead of being delighted to see them, he wept bitterly and did not utter a word. The monks noticed that he looked greatly aged and had grown thinner his face looked exhausted and wore an expression of profound sadness and when he wept he had the air of a man who has been outraged the monks fell to weeping too and began with sympathy Asked him why he was weeping, why his face was so gloomy. But he locked himself in his cell without altering a word. For seven days, he sat in his cell eating and drinking nothing, weeping and not playing on his organ. To knock at his door and to the entreaties of the monks to come out and share his grief with them he replied with unbroken silence